0: Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to take this opportunity and welcome all of you uh, to today's show. Thank you so much for clicking play uh, for this podcast, because uh, that means you really enjoy what you're listening to, and I thank you for that. Now, before we get into today's show, I, I want to give a huge shout out to all of the um, administrators and teachers of our school system, because here in Georgia, school started back in, in some areas, I believe, last week, but here locally, they have started back um, this week, and in our school district, where I live, started back today, so my, my wife is now in the classroom, and I hope and pray for all of our teachers and administrators. And I hope and pray for the, God will give them the wisdom and the strength. But more, more importantly, the patience to get through this school year. And, uh, and I pray for the kids because the kids need a sense of normalcy. And hopefully being in a classroom, seeing their friends and being able to get to some type of normalcy will be great for them. Um, like I said, I know some schools are virtual. Um, so we got to pray for the administrators and the IT people for that because I'm sure systems are going to be tested um, while they're trying to all get on into school. Now, shifting back to today's message. This message is, is something God laid on my heart 20 years ago when I first told my preacher calling. Um, I stood in a church, was invited to preach in a church, and this was the very first message. And it's the story of the prodigal son, and it's a well-known and beloved parable of Jesus. But this parable is not only about the prodigal son or the older brother. Now, we relate to the prodigal son because we can look ourselves in a mirror, and we can see where we may have been a prodigal at some time in our life. But deep inside this, this actual parable is another story that I really want to talk about today. And it's the, the father's love for both of his sons. As I said, I I preached this 20 years ago, but it wasn't until here recently, I've been able to, to really look at this message in a different way. And I thank God for that. now to set this up, You know, tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to Jesus at this time, and the Pharisees and the scribes were were grumbling to the disciples and grumbling among themselves, saying, This man receives sinners and he eats with them. And Jesus was able to answer them by um, telling them three stories or three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Now, these three parables only make one point that I really want you to pay attention to today. Lost people matter to God. And I'm going to repeat that. Lost people matter to God. The father in this parable is the picture of, of the love of God, and the prodigal in this story is the picture of life in sin. As I said, if you've you ever been able to stand in front of a mirror, you may be able to relate by looking at yourself, seeing the sin that you're in. By studying the downfall and the the restoration of the prodigal son, we see why God should matter to lost people. Every sinner, you and I, every sinner, every human needs to hear this message. And this message could truly be summed up with three words. You need God. Every person, as I said, you and I, we need God in our lives. So if you have your Bible... I'm going to be reading out of Luke 15, chapter 11. If you don't have your Bible, um, you can just read this at any time that you have the ability to. And it says, to illustrate this point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The youngest son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. His father agreed and divided his wealth between his two sons. A few days later, the young son packed up all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept across the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him out to the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry he even looked at the food he was feeding the pigs and it looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home my even the hired servants have enough food to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go to my father's house and say, Father, I've sinned against both you and heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, he was filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both you and heaven, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to the servant, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead, and now he's returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. <clears throat> now I'm going to ask the Lord a special blessing to the reading of his word because there's a lot of information that, that we could really unpack out of that story, just out of those um, that little bit of scripture that I read. And, and we can look at the Jewish man who relocated to a pagan country because it was a complete rebellion against what his father believed in, and he no longer had to submit to his father's authority, and he no longer had to receive his father's permission to do anything, and he no longer had to abide to his father's curfew. Now that he was his own man and not his father's son, this is the story that every prodigal who's ever separated from God, who wanted to control their own life and be independent from God's authority. And if you think about it, as I said at the beginning, we're all prodigals. We've all rebelled and fought against what God has in store for us. We do this, and we do this daily, unfortunately, because we do have a sin, sin in our life and a sinful nature in a sense because of even the time of Adam and Eve, which I'll get into here in a minute. But this story is, is unique because this young man, Wanted to be his own independent person. He didn't want to listen to to his father. He wanted his inheritance. And it says he went off into a foreign land. And that's where he started wild living. Well, I can tell you that the wild living and off to a foreign land is something that the devil himself will do. Because if the devil can figure out and, and plan his attack... To get you separated from the Lord, he's going to do that. And he's going to take you off into a foreign country and he'll give you all of the desires of the flesh that you that you want. And it's even more prevalent today with all the technology that we have at our fingertips. And I may, I may get a little sidetracked on this message today, but I want all of you to bear with me and stick with me with this because. Between the internet, between social media, between every technology that we have in our fingertips, we can open up Pandora's box, as it will, and have all the desires at our fingertips. Whether it be um, pornography, whether it be, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Lust, desires, everything is right there at our fingertips. And I use pornography for an example because that is more prevalent today than it ever was growing up. Because even as a child, as I grew up, yeah, there were such things as Playboys and penthouse magazines, but it wasn't in your face as it is today. And it it's not as prevalent as it is today of lusting over photos of, women or if you photos of male men on the internet, it's, it's everywhere. All you have to do is, is just open up your web browser. You know, there's, there's something somewhere of, of, of something enticing you. And that's the marketing scheme, obviously of the people trying to sell, but it's all enticement. Now amplify that with the devil and what he's trying to do. He's trying to entice you. If I can get you away from the Lord, I've won. Because we got to understand, we need to look back in the Bible. The devil's still pretty upset because he lost. Because Jesus is not in that tomb. He he was raised on the third day. He's not there. So the devil's mad. And there is a spiritual war going on today, ladies and gentlemen, whether you want to believe it or not. But getting back to the story, because I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but getting back to the story, the serpent even explained to Eve why she should eat uh, of the tree instead of listening to what God commanded. God commanded, do not eat, but Satan explained to Eve why she should eat. Genesis 3, 6, it says, so when the woman saw the tree was good for food and it was a delight to her eyes, the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took this fruit and ate of it. She also gave some to her husband, who ate. But then, when we look at uh, Genesis three five, just uh, the, the the scripture before it says, "For God knows that when you eat your of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be godlike, knowing good and evil." The devil wants you to turn away from God and follow him, and he loves to tempt us with every sinful desire. Even in the time of Adam and Eve, all the way up to the prodigal son, all throughout the Bible, the devil has been somewhere in the mix trying to tempt and pull you away from what God has in store for us. We need to figure out that we're not in charge of ourselves. Yes, we are, but we're not. We all belong to God because I believe God knew what Adam and Eve was going to do before they did it. He knew what the, what the serpent or the devil was going to do. He knew what the prodigal son's going to do. He knows what you and I are going to do before we do it. He knows all things. We can't hide anything from him. You can't, you can't sneak online looking at a at a girl, if you're married, looking at a girl online and think you're going to get that past God. You can't cheat on your spouse and sneak that by god you can't do things that are sinful in nature and get it past god because he will know all things so this this son was in a foreign land he realized that he had sinned he came home he was begging for forgiveness he didn't even want to include himself as a son he just wanted to be a hired servant so he could eat and just stay alive. But just as the Lord does, this father did. He's standing there with his arms wide open. He sees us far off. He he meets us. He receives us. He hugs us. He kisses us. He cleans us up. He reclothes us and gets all that dirty sin off of us and brings us home. And that's what I want you to pay attention to today. Because I believe somewhere out there, there is somebody, whether you're listening to this podcast or this podcast is being shared or whether you, the listener, shares this with a friend just through conversation, there is a prodigal sitting out there who doesn't know how to come home because they believe they've gotten too far off. And one of the biggest misconceptions that I have heard from people is, I I got so much sin on me, God will never love me again. That is a bold faced lie. That is something the devil himself is telling you because there is no amount of sin in this world that God cannot love you. The Bible tells us God so loved the world, he sent his only son to die upon a cross. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice and penalty of sin by receiving all of our sin upon him and paying the price. So we could lift our eyes in heaven. It's time to come home. It's time to drop what you're doing and come back home and come home to the Father. It's time to understand that you can come home and you're not going to be judged for it. You, as long as you understand the sin that's in your life and you're you're asking God to forgive you and you're coming home, that's what you need to do. And if you're out there and you don't know the Lord as your Savior, this is the day that you can you can claim victory and you can tell the devil to get behind you because you can accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And all that sin can be washed off of you and you can be robed up into the finest linings and be called a child of God. As I said at the beginning of today's show, this was the first message I ever preached 20 years ago. Now, I will tell you, I'm nearly 15 minutes on the the timer. (laughs) And the very first time I preached this 20 years ago, I was a young, scared man. And I might have, preach for about 10 minutes as hard as I could, but I preached what was laid upon my heart. And I thank God for opening my eyes and opening my heart and allowing me to see this message in a different light for the past 20 years and to be able to look at this and relate it to today's world, because I believe there's a lot of prodigals out there. And now as prodigals and coming home to Jesus, we, we need to be able to take advantage of this. And know that we are loved, we are sought after, and we can come home to the Father. So I'm getting ready to wrap up today. I thank you so much for joining me here at Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Um, I enjoy what I do. I thank God for every moment that I get to get behind this mic and bring uh, discussions and messages to you, the audience. But I want to ask one thing. I want all of you to go to my, uh, social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, however you like to communicate. And I want to hear from you. I want to throw a challenge out. I want all of you to contact me. Let me know. Tell me your story of your prodigal. What was it that you did when you realized that you you needed to come back home to the Father. And it doesn't have to be very uh, detailed because it's, a lot of it may be private, but I want to hear from you, the listeners, and tell tell me your story because I can, I can share my stories with you um, online and, and tell you all about it. But once again, thank you so much for joining us here, Jesus and a Cup of Joe. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for supporting this ministry and this podcast. And until we get to meet again, you guys have a blessed day.